Okay, people, it's another Thursday. Welcome to the conversation. It's Ospokin Opinionated. Of course, I am your host, Edwin Maya. We are still in this February month of love and all the good stuff that happens for February. But of course, we can't have a conversation about love without bringing other things in love. As we also celebrate uh, Black History Month, I decided to go ahead and bring some little culture into this place. So as you can see, I got my little shirt on and all that good stuff. But if you aren't aware, the conversation I spoke in opinionated is on Spotify. We are on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, excuse me. And of course, you can go to YouTube, the conversation I spoke in opinionated. You can subscribe so you can get all our videos, all our uh, um, everything that we're doing. We're also on Instagram, of course, the conversation. And then we are on Facebook, the conversation I spoke in opinionated. So let's get into it. This Thursday, today, I have two amazing people. Uh, funny thing about these two people is the last time these I was with these two people all together was 2016, back in Liberia. Don't know if both of them remember it, but that's what it was. And so none other, of course, I love to uh, um, draw knowledge from people that I know, people that I do respect. And so both of these, uh, both of our guests tonight are two people that I respect, two people that I love, and I know it's going to be a great conversation. Again, the conversation that we're going to have today is just going to be relaxed, chill. We're asking you guys to join us. For those who are watching, you can put comments in the comment box. If you want to send comments to um, someone personally, you can send it to them. If you want to send it to us, we can have a conversation with you as well. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring the guests in. So I'm going to start off with Glenn. Welcome to the conversation, sir. Hey, thank you for having me. It's always good to have you here. We have our other guests, Miss Sharon. Are you ready? I'm going to bring you in. There you go. Hey, guys. Okay, so I have both of you guys here to, with us tonight. It's going to be love and gender. We're going to add a little bit of love, gender, and sex in the mates. So I hope you guys are ready. It's going to be low ratchet. But first, before we do anything, I know. I brought my drink. I tried to do this. I have a drink. Okay. So, it is actually rum. It's called St. John Rum. It's from Liberia. Makes for cranberry juice. I love it. It tastes so good. Okay. So I have this rum. And Sharon, next time you're in the D.C. area, I'm going to let you taste them. I would appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Glenn is not drinking. I heard that Glenn has stopped drinking alcohol, so I'm not going to give him some of my liquor. But anywho, you guys are here. This is February, the love month. Um, Sharon, you are happily married. So I know I, the it's the Valentine season, a great, you know, this month is a great thing for you, for the married couple, because, you know, I'm just asking, because everybody make this Valentine thing real big. You know, we've been married three years, and we still, we've been married three years, been together almost seven, and mm -hmm. Valentine's Day is still a thing for us. So I don't know if because we're only married three years, we're still kind of not in that honeymoon stage, but still in the early stages that um, it is, you know, something that still is important to us to celebrate. So we do. It's, it's a thing for us. OK, well, Glenn, I'm not going to go in your personal business because I heard some stories about you, but I'm just going to do it alone. Because you know I ain't got personal business. <laughs> yeah, we did hear about something there. I'm just going to buy it. Love, 
So have you guys, I just want to talk about what's your, when we talk about love, what's your, what's your, um, have you, first of all, let's do this. Have you ever been in love? I know you're married, Sharon. So, hey, but there are times when people say sometimes people get married and they're not in love after marriage and they're falling in love. So I, so Glenn, you know, have you ever been in love? Like when we talk about this whole love thing. Um, the way I think about it is, no, I have don't even try that plead the fifth. No, no, I mean keep it keep it real, yeah. So when you're in love, I mean there's a consensus, right? There's like two people in love that it's experience experiential and beautiful, right? I have loved people. I don't know about being in love. Like I think what Sharon's in is love, right? There's a difference. There's definitely a difference. And I'm sure EJ can testify to that too. Oh yeah, I'm in love. Yeah. I ain't gonna, I, I love love. Like yeah. I, I meet shit today and tomorrow I'm in love. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I'm like a totally different person. I love love. I celebrate love. I love to express love. love. I think love. Um, my love is different. Um, and so normally that's what I say to people. I think my love is different, and everybody's love is different. So you know, you just um understand how it goes down. Oh, okay. Okay, Jesus. Love face at all. So let's get into this conversation about love and gender. So why this conversation came about, of course, I was having a conversation with my people, you know, people who helped me out to do this stuff. And it was talking about, you know, love and sex. There are two different things and how people, you know, um, there, there are different opinions when it comes to love and when it comes to sex. So I want to I want us to have a little short discussion on is there does there always have to be love and sex are they different or do they always have to be together in a relationship? Meaning, elaborate for me. So <laughs> for me, this is what I said. I feel that I will start over myself. I feel love and sex are two different things. I think mm -hmm. people can. You can leave, be with somebody and you can just have sex without love. And you can gotcha. be in love with somebody in a relationship with them and have love without sex. But gotcha. then there are relationships where both of them can be together. So mm -hmm. your understanding, is it okay? That, do you see that? But there are people who believe that, hey, I can, you know, you can be in love and not necessarily have sex. And you can have sex and not necessarily be in love. So are there a difference or you have to have both of them at the same time to experience this relationship? Um, Me, personally, I don't have to have both. I'm the type of person where I can have or I have had in the past physical relationships with no type of attachment. Like, that is your sole purpose is for uh -huh. the physicality and that's it. Like, I barely even want you to stay at my house afterwards. See you later. Bye-bye. So, <laughs> for me personally, no, I don't need the two. But now that I do have love and I'm in a marriage, sex is very important in our marriage, in our relationship. Um, you know, it's just a connection that we built in the beginning phases of our relationship. So, of course, the expectations are to continue it. So, um, but to answer the question, for me personally, I don't have to have both. I haven't had to have both in the past. Um, for me, I think, you know, when it comes to romantic relationships, 
unless sex is not an element of it, like Sharon said, then typically it's usually found within such you know context, right? Um, some people obviously aren't into sex, so there's that. Um, but if you build a romantic relationship off sex, then it's important to the relationship. Then of course they exist in it. If you exist in, it's all contextual, right? So if you exist in a relationship where sex form the, forms the foundation of that relationship, it's important. If you're in an exclusive relationship, right? Obviously, if you're in a sexually exclusive relationship, and sex is important to the relationship because you have to be there for your partner. If you're not in a sexually exclusive relationship, then obviously there's you know a lot of um, fluidity to that and how people interpret it and work their way around it. Is unique to each relationship, but yeah, if you consider since there's other types of love, right? There's platonic love, you know, all the other ones. But if you're in a romantic relationship, it usually connotes sexual engagement, so it can be far removed. So, but my so are these so for me, I don't think they're connected, and that's why I really want us to really have a conversation about that. I don't think they're connected, and I think like Sharon said, but for for some of us, I always put myself out there who quick to catch feelings. I can do one night stand. I can't do it. I don't know how to just hit him. Yeah, I can't. You said you cannot? I cannot. It's a hard thing for me. Because for okay. me, yeah, for me, sex is more than an act. It's more than an act. It's like my it's my it's emotions, it's feeling, it's everything get involved. And so for me, I don't know. I feel for me, I feel there's some sort of connection with sex and love. Okay, you know, to each his own, honey. That's <laughs> hard. Like I would tell you, it's really hard for me. Like now, I'm in a. But are you are you like an emotional person at all? Are you like a sensitive person? All of that, real sensitive, real emotional. So I am the kind of person where I, like, in it, I when I meet somebody, I literally tell you exactly what I want. And I say, hey, this is what I want. You know, this is the part of it that I want. And if the person is not in for it, I totally like, okay, good. See you. Bye. Go ahead. Sorry. Where you tell people what you want is just sex? Oh, yes. Okay. So I have to go in intentionally. Like, you know okay. how it's like, yeah, I have to go in intentionally, get what I want and move on. Then my, because for me, the way how my brain works, Everything has to be planned. But if it's more than one time, so you don't consider it. Oh, no, 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 no. If it was just a hit and quit, it can't be more than once. It can got to be one time. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, have, you have been in engagements where it's just sex. Yes. Yeah. But it was that one time done and I move on. Because I know if I go back, there is a possibility where I might keep on going back and that's not what I want. You, you, mm. tend, you have a tendency to get addicted. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then this is the thing, right? So I, I want to, right now we're talking about love and sex and I don't, I would get, I want us to uh, really, really um, focus on this. But if sex is present, is there love? I do, yeah. If, you think of sex no. is present, love? If I, sex is present in a relationship, is there love? Yeah. I mean, Okay. In a in a loving relationship, I would assume it is. No, I, if, like, if I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't is. Is there I don't, love? I don't, I don't, 
Everybody have sex with you're in love with. There's a lot of people you, you have sex with that, like Sharon said, you don't want them to spend the night, you don't want to see them tomorrow, like, do not call me. Like, text only in every other week, if, you know. Oh, it's so, sex every other week? Wow. I mean, there's always two people. There's always two people you have sexual encounters with that you're not in love with. You don't have feelings for. Right? So it's just. I think it's. Yeah, those days, you know, I I like to say those days, you know, when I was out in the street, it was for the streets. So what's Mm -hmm. wonderful for the streets? Exactly. You know, the answer to that question. And I never we are because you first of all you ain't coming to my house, so let's talk about that first. Oh, yeah, nobody come. To yeah, I would travel. You ain't coming to my house. Uh uh, I can't do it. And I'm the exact opposite. I like going to people's houses. Oh. Well, I can go to your my house. house nice. I try. I try to keep it quite clean. I can't trust the sheets. I'm there for your sheets. I've had people come to my house, but you know, but so yeah. So we have admitted the fact that there can be love without sex, and there can be. So I really want to. Can there be love without sex? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've never experienced that, but I think that it's possible, especially if you. So actually, let me. Let me backtrack. When um, my wife and I first got together, we made it because we were both kind of coming out of something and it was still fresh. We decided to wait. Um, We waited for a few months before we became physical. And it definitely, for me personally, I know I started falling like immediately after we started just dating so i i definitely i think yeah absolutely there can be love without there being sex now forever no but initial initially absolutely what are you thinking yeah glenn (laughs) Um, it's all again it's all contextual right and sharon gave good context there's times in romantic relationships where it's not really about sex, but sex, I think sex is an act that romantic partners enjoy. Period, right? So most, most, most relationships aren't based on the foundation of just sex. Some are, but most aren't. And those that aren't don't particularly require sex for that level of intimacy. There's different types of intimacy and people, you know, share that intimacy on different levels. So however they get that intimate center, Simply might not be sex. sex. Sexual intimacy is a thing, right? But people, you don't know, have experiential intimacy. There's like emotional intimacy. There's another form of intimacy, right? That people share in relationships, even romantic relationships that's not necessarily sex. But like I said, it's all contextual, right? If you live in, especially if you're in like a modern gay community, you find out that a lot of these relationships tend to be open, you know? And because, and that just comes down to the fact that a lot of relationships don't try not to build their center around sex, right? They build it around other forms of intimacy that both partners can share, and then they choose to explore their sexual side within and outside the relationship. So 
They are two separate things, but it's an act that romantic partners can enjoy in a relationship. So if I, I just want to, so just to hear you correctly. So romantic partners appreciate the, appreciate the act of sex, right? Yeah. Okay. So my, but can we appreciate the acts of sex if we're not romantic lovers? Yeah. Like, have you? Okay, I think I think that's what I want. I like that. I have you. Yeah, have you? No, I'm like, we've all been in relationships where there weren't romantic feelings attached. Well, I don't, I don't speak for everyone, but you know, I've been in relationships where there weren't romantic feelings attached. You know, sometimes it was more like, well, all the popular term, friends with benefits, right? Or there's some sort of feeling, but mm, it's more uncertain or situationship as people call them. You're in a space where this person is good to have sex with, but you know they're not the one for you, right? You don't want to introduce them to your friends. You don't want to have them. Like, you know, this is not a person to go on dates with. You know, I'll just meet you at that crib and, you know, I'll call you on Saturday night when I'm lonely and we get to it, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't, yeah, you know, sex easily can exist. I mean, we exist in a, this is 2022 for Christ's sake. We exist in a world where everybody's doing everybody, you know, and doing anything with everybody. So sex can easy, very easily be enjoyed without a conversation of romanticism. Okay, so I like the way how you twisted it and I like where we're going. Um, we have, I know, we've, some of us have been in relationships where you aren't in the relationship for sex. There are so many other things that you appreciate this relationship for. And even though the sex is not good, but you stay in the relationship because, you know, the companionship is great. Um, the conversations are good for some of us who are like, we just need to like talk all the time. The person is always there to talk and stuff like that. But does, but does love make sex more for us? Yes. And I just say it's based off experience. If you really care about someone and you have sex with them, it's a much more mind-blowing experience than when you just want to get a quick shot. But then what happened to the like, sex where you just wanted to experience certain things? There are certain things that some of us wanted to experience. And so we knew that we need to get to that place in life. We need to do certain things. And I don't want to go with the person I'm with because they're just going to be, you know. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, I just want to tie it up. I know nobody wants to tie me up. I want to do those things, though. So, you know, for example, threesome. Some people are comfortable having extra partners in the bed. You know, that's, again, it goes down to sexual intimacy, right? Those are like the special moments you have with your partner that you share and they're intimate. And you're like, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. And your partner's like, yes, we should do it, right? It's a sexually intimate moment. But senses, not everything you did outside a relationship, you want to do inside a relationship. And that's going to be fine. But are you also accommodating of what your partner wants to do inside a relationship? You know? And because if you're trying to protect, you know, maybe the, the emotional and engagement you guys have or intimacy you have, you, you might need to make some concessions. Maybe your, 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 your partner is a bit more sexually adventurous, right? And you want to try certain things. It might not be your guys, but you're open to it because you want to keep them. So since we brought this in, let's talk about that. So, you know, there are 
sexual things, the love things, the fantasies that people have in relationships. And I think it's um, important that we have this conversation. So we're talking about love and sex. Um, so, you know, the, um, I definitely just said, no, me and my partner, we are not having um, anybody else in our bed. That's not my thing. When I wanted to do three songs, we in the street and did my three songs and came home. That's mm-hmm. how I said that, that was my thing. That's I did it out there. I don't I don't need to go where I don't know nobody. Nobody know me. The people mm-hmm. I don't know them will get it in and we'll move on. Because if I, <laughs> I ain't know you, I ain't talking to you. But that's how I wanted to express it. So I did it. So now you 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 with the person and we're talking about like a threesome or there's some people who like toys and all that kind of stuff. Let's bring that into context. So does love make sex more fulfilling when it comes to all the other extra stuff that is included? Sharon, don't be quiet. You tell me be quiet. I said don't, don't be. be <laughs> no, I was you know, I was just gonna say, um, I just think I don't know if love has anything to do with it per se. Um, And I'll speak from two different situations from being single and then being married. Like being single, if you just have the understanding that this is just a physical relationship, then I think, you know, adding extra elements to it could be fun. You know what I'm saying? And then I think you would be more open to it because there aren't any strings attached. Now, fast forward to being in a relationship or being married, especially, you know, even without being married, if this is something, someone that you're willing to invest time into, I still think it's something that, you know, you can kind of toy around with. If this is, you've made the commitment. Stuff like that. If you love me, prove your love. I want to have Two other people join well, us. No. Well, no, I'm not talking about like multiples, you know. <laughs> um, but there are other things like you mentioned. There's toys, there's games, and things like like stuff like that keeps you know the relationship kind of spicy, and it just changes up changes it up, you know, a little bit because we think about it when you're married or when you're committed to a partner. That's the only person you're going to physically be with for the rest of your life. So you can't do the same routine all the time. No, but both of y'all are in agreement and open to other people coming into your relationship. That's your own thing. But I don't think that, and it just depends on the couple. Like if you think that you're strong enough, your love is strong enough to handle that without breaking it, then I'm all for it. But if you know that one person may be more jealous than the other, then y'all don't even need to entertain that at all. So, because that's going to break your love up right there. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen to people. So, so yeah, it just depends on the couple. Um, but it can be, you know, love can be incorporated in it or it can't. But, yeah. I know a lot of couples. In fact, I know a lot of people who enjoy seeing their partners with other people. Uh-huh. You know, so and, you know, by the time you get to the stage where you're getting married, I know people are very friendly. <laughs> by the time you get to the stage where you're getting married, oh, I mean, relationship dating, right? It's all about getting to know people. So you're mm-hmm. meeting people, you're engaging them, you're becoming closer, you're learning more about them. And then you're understanding what you can shut and jive with, right? So after a while, you know that, okay, this person is a warrior or, you know, they're an exhibitionist. It's not my jive. So you shift to the left and then you f- go find your person that works with you. 
or you might give it a try and realize that it's something that you enjoy as well. And like Sharon said, right? If this is the person you're committing to sexually for the rest of your life, you have to make sure that you're having good, fun sexual experiences with this person. So if it if you have fantasies that you want to try, I mean you've committed, right? You have to tell this person, look, I want to try this stuff. Here the person will be open to it. You know, as a partner, you know, if you're married and your partner, if things change, right? So you might just be a missionary from day one, but down the line, you might want to, you know, use some toys or get a bit more adventurous with those inner falls and beads and stuff, you know, and you have to be with it. Okay. I like that you guys brought this up. So I had a conversation with, uh, so I have a, a social uh, friend you know, that I know who is married and they, 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 the couple go on vacation. Every time they go on vacation, Every time they go on vacation, one person has to basically, so you are going to catch. So let's say, yeah, so they go on, they do their annual vacation. So they do a vacation with the kids. Then they do vacation just mom and dad. And when mom and dad, this year is going to be dad time to catch. And whatever dad catches and bring is going to work. So there are times where dad has brought a male. Dad has brought a female, mom has brought males, and mom has brought females. And everything that happened on that vacation, it stays there. Like, we were just having, like, a random conversation, and it just came up. And I was like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's what we do. And we've been... and so I was like, okay, so what do you do, you know, when your partner, oh, we, it's a, it's a mutual thing. I participate, he participate, and we do it if it's. The time where there are two guys and me, we participate. And whatever happens, happens. And the same thing vice versa. And I was like, but when you guys leave from there, do you have thoughts? And she was like, no, it's just sex. There was mm -hmm. nothing. Because for me, I'm just like, oh, okay. I don't know. Because I'm like, if, you, if we're in that moment and I see you really enjoying what's happening, I'm going to get real mad. That's me. <laughs> it's and I think that's the difference. Like that particular couple, that's that's their love. That's part of their love language. Like that's what makes their relationship work. Because if there were restrictions where, okay, let's just say one person is like, okay, we're not going to do this anymore. That could probably affect the relationship in a negative way because this is what they've agreed on and this is what they're used to. Now, versus you, somebody like you, you already know from the beginning, this isn't gonna work. So I think when we when we talk about relationships, marriages, love and stuff, it's sometimes put into like one category when everybody's relationships are so different and they can define it in their own way and make it work for them and their partner. Like it doesn't have to, everything doesn't have to be so traditional. You know what I'm saying? So I think for them, that's 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 their love. That's how they express love for each other, you know, so. And it was so funny because she said the first time it was, so the first time they went out, they, they did what they did, you know, it was she, so she was to go out first. She found, she, she met, she met a guy, they cheered out and everything in the king. And so she didn't know if, you know, her husband was going to participate. And she was like, oh, okay. I guess I was shocking for her. And so it was just, she said, it was like, oh my God, it was so shocking because I, when I, like, I 
was I'm not attracted to women, so I didn't think you know I was gonna bring a woman or well, woman, but when I and I thought when I'm gonna bring the guy, my husband would just watch. And no, he participated and it did I do, and it was fun. So when he went out and he brought a girl, she wanted to be like, oh, he was like, oh no, 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 no. We're not gonna do that. It's, and so experiential, right? And for me, I was just like, you know. That's why when we talked about the love, that's when we talk about love and sex and all that stuff, it, it's just intertwined. But I'm like, okay, so we have created this bond. We said this thing that we want to do, but in our minds, we still have these little, we still have these little restrictions that we don't voice out because we have an expectation that, you know, I'm going to bring this and you're going to be able to, so do we have these conversations before, like really deeper conversations before we go into these other exhibitions? Sometimes these events happen and then you have a conversation yes. about it, right? It's like, it's like oh, okay, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know you were this fluid, like, but I mean, plus it's an experience, you know, somebody shows up with somebody else here that is like, oh, this is my partner, we're in it for life, we might as well get on, you know, on board, I might as well get on board, right? experience it. It might have been his first time. It's like, okay, why not? You know, it's life. You have to experience things before you die. That's how I feel about it. And I think I think it's important. I think everybody should, I think like last week when I having a conversation, we we're talking more about love and Valentine's and all that stuff. And I said, I feel, I think everybody needs to get to their wholeness sexually, where you know what you like and what you don't like and what you, and when you meet somebody, you need to let that person know what you're into. Because if this love thing that we're doing, and if you love me and I love you, these are the things that I'm into. These are the things that I like. This is, um, I have a friend who, he liked to go to uh, uh, um, strip clubs. But he liked to go to male strip clubs. And your wife was real confused about it. And I was in the to run. That's why you like. And she's like, but you don't think, I said, I don't think nothing. If I were you, I would put on my clothes and follow my husband to go see what he's doing there. That's true love and marriage. Period. Two there things together. Pack your bag, put and, your clothes on. And, and he might not have started, and this is life, right? If you choose to be with someone, you have to accept that. Things can change, right? He might not have yeah. started liking male straight clubs or, you know, having a slow slap against his face, right? On Friday night. But, why Friday Day later on. Huh? Can it be on Thursdays? Why Fridays? I mean, Thursdays is your show, right? So we try not to interrupt you with strip clubs. I'm but, just trying to see your experience. I'm just trying to get more experience because it seems like the real world. But I'm just saying, like, if you if you have a partner, then, you know, you can be like, and we, we're all conditioned a certain way. We saw how our parents grew up. But let's understand that, you know, our parents grew up in different times. We're in different times. Experience things. Go out, you know, try stuff. Like, I don't know, experience that. I've not been married before, but I imagine like that's what married people do. Well, I've been married yeah. before. Yeah. Y'all didn't do that? No. We everybody be traditional. No, I'm not I'm I'm just being honest with you. When I was married before, there were things that I know that my wife did not like to do. There were a lot of things that she was like, oh no. No, Jenna, Did she I... try them though? Did she try them though? Uh, so I tried, so I would say this. So I tried taking her to the ship club one time and mm-hmm. and that was like a straight strip was and she was, we went in and she went out. She's like, uh-uh, I don't want to She Mom. didn't even like strip clubs? No, she didn't even <laughs> like, like 
what are you doing? And we're on vacation. I forgot that you went to Miami for what, like the weekend or something. And she was like, no. And I was I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, and I was like, okay, I'll meet you at a, I'll meet you at the hotel. Okay. I paid my money and brought my dollar bills. I ain't leaving without supporting a single mother one dollar bill at a time. That's part of vacation. You gotta put this straight to college, yeah. Hello. <laughs> okay, fine. And then there were a lot of other things, and I realized that okay, you know. But like we said earlier, I think it's there are conversations I was supposed to have. But I just thought that, you know, it wasn't going to be a big deal without having a conversation, just bringing it up. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I will come. But then it was like, we get there and you're like, oh, no, don't want to do this. No. So, but we have, like, so I really want to bring gender into it. So now that, you mm-hmm. know, we talked about, you know, we, uh, um, we really, I don't know if we have exhausted, I don't think we ever exhausted love and sex because it's just that conversation that people don't want to have people don't want to talk about people don't want to talk about all the kind of sex and all the sexual things that they like i don't understand why not, but i think we should all explore and have a good time i don't know if people but, have sex i don't know why people avoid talking i'm so, like you have sex you're percent of people right now are having sex why and the good thing about it they're not god-made sex they say adam came into his wife <laughs> there is no way in the world that said Adam Keith was a liar. Adam got to know his wife. Some like, yeah, some, like, explore, like, that's what yeah, Adam, some, like he explored her territories or something like that. In the, in, the original, in the original Hebrew script, it was he explored her territories. He, he got, no, I would not be he got to know her areas. That's why he said they said Adam and Adam knew his wife and Cain and Abel was born. And Cain knew like, her. And whatever. Don't do that. But society has literally accused romantic love of being in a something that men men are supposed to enjoy traditionally, men are supposed to dominate it, and the women are being subjected and all that kind of stuff. And especially when it comes to intimate relationships, they have but then we the society have literally drew this box and said i know when in a relationship when it comes to romantic love the man's supposed to dominate a woman but then we'll have now we have life in itself it's 2022 there are there are heterosexual couples there are homosexual couples there are pansexuals there are there are poly couples i mean i not couples actually poly things yeah i went somewhere i forgot where we went i forgot we went somewhere and there were three guys and three of them were in a relationship and that was the weird thing I've ever seen. I was confused. I was like, what? You recruited for one, actually, sometime last year. I was like, how? I thought it was a bit too conflicting. Yeah, I was like, so how did it? But, and it was like, so there was one guy, there was one person. And then, you know, he would like talk to the other person. And he would go and talk to the other person. He would talk, Sharon, we were here. When you're ready, you can just join us and come back. No, I'm here. I'm listening. Okay, so you know, like, so we're talking. So I was saying, I say, you know, that how um, you know, society literally have created this romantic, uh, um, created this romantic tradition where the man is supposed to dominate, the woman is supposed to be subjective, and in an intimate relationship. But now, with life has evolved, and we have homosexual, heterosexual, three people in a relationship, four people in a relationship. We have a pansexual. We have all these great things, and now that's what will bring gender into the equation. So now it's like. Is there a specific love when it comes to gender? 
Not necessarily. Is there a specific love? Is there, yeah. Is there a gender to love? I mean, it's because the way like, you have. Do you mean like in a way things should happen in relation yes. in it's relationship? Yes. Basically, based they're telling us exactly. Basically, they're telling us that a man and a woman. We know that mm-hmm. there are men, a man falls in love with another man, a woman falls in love with another woman. There are people who fall in love with themselves. There are people who don't see gender. They just mm-hmm. see, you know, the person. There are people who love themselves and enjoy sex and love with themselves. So all this stuff that happened, can there be a love specific for gender? I mean, for as you said it. As you said it, you know, the way you, the way you placed it already shows that, you know, we've gone far past those traditional models our parents or grandparents used to, you know, invite for their relationships, right? Um, we understand that, you know, romantic relationships, loving relationships don't necessarily need to be confined to anything. It's just among the individual, you know. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to being dumb, sub, uh partnered. I think people are defining things on their own terms nowadays. And with the onset of like the globalization and global integration, what we're seeing now is just more knowledge about these different, you know, scenarios. Some people are still conditioned to that way of living, but I guess whatever works for them, right? There's, there's, look, even back in our grandparents' days, right? We know there were relationships where the women dominated their marriages, you know? Um, there are relationships where the neighbor dominated the marriages, but that's for another Baby. Um, you know, so even these days, like I'm not gonna be with a dude and so you know how hard headed I like that shit I go flat. But you, you also hear women talk about, you know, if they're in a relationship with a guy, they'll be submissive if he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. So that's that's very nuanced. People have their own sense of things going on. Some women are just naturally submissive, right? Some guys are posture and they work better with people who are submissive. Some women are boisterous and work better with men or other women who are submissive. And I was going to say, I agree with Glenn because especially if you're in a same-sex relationship, it just depends on who's the more submissive person, who's the less submissive person, because there are no roles at that point because, you know, you're two people of the same sex, so... Like in my relationship, I'm the more, I would say, domestic person. So everything that goes on in the house, I control. You know, I control how the kitchen looks. I control how the house looks, the aesthetic, how the furniture looks. That's my thing. But when it comes to other things, like, for example, my wife, she she is... um, we're losing you. We're losing you. We can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Hello. Okay, you can hear me now? Yeah, good. Okay. Um, what was the last part you heard? Um, your wife is finance, she's fine financial. Okay. 
So yeah, so in our situation, that's just the like the position that she has taken on, um, because that's a choice that she decided to make. It wasn't an expectation or anything like that. And you know, I think that even if I was in a relationship with a man and say I was to make more money than that man, I wouldn't expect him to hold on to that role just because he's a man. And I think you're right. I think we we put these limitations and things on gender and these expectations, but I think it just needs to be based on circumstance. I totally, totally agree with that. And I think that's something that we, we I think as the, I don't know, I'm going to say the younger generation or the people who, we, you know, we, we this is something that we really, really need to put out there and put out there in the atmosphere because I, I I don't see, I don't think there should be any gender role when it comes to a relationship, when it comes to love, when it comes to sex. It depends on what works for you guys. Whatever works, works for you. There should be no, this is what exactly. you need to do. This is what this person needs to do. No, we go into it and we say, hey, what works for me? Like me, in my relationship, I, I, I consider to be the handy person. So I don't want like to build stuff. It's the weird I know it's impact. I know people who know me be like, "What you do? What?" <laughs> and so it it works. And there are other things where I don't like to cook. I don't like the kitchen. Some you people will say, it's "I can't cook." Whatever. I know I can cook. <laughs> I can't cook. <laughs> that's your business. You have a point to people, child. <laughs> I'm not pointing nobody. But that is the thing I feel like. And for me, I'm like when people be when you are in a relationship and stuff like that. Make it work for you. Don't let society dictate um, what kind of love is supposed to be, how you guys are supposed to have sex, and how you guys are supposed to do this and do that and do the other. It's so weird because having a conversation with somebody who they're married or in the church, and this guy told me that when they're fast, when the church is fasting, in the city, can I have sex? I said, Jesus Christ. Where in the Bible did God say that? Why, why are you still friends <laughs> with church people? I love church people. I'm like, why are you that, guys? That was a joke. That was a joke. I know. I know. So all your audience. Like, why? Why? What goes on in your bedroom is being uh, 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 regulated by a man that stands behind a pulpit because I ain't from God. And, and I'm gonna say something. Pastor. I'm gonna say something really quickly, and then I have to cut out. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but I think that to that point, like taking out the roles and the traditions, that's what really makes a relationship work. When you put all these restrictions and limitations on things, I think that's where the love can start to waver because there's too many expectations. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you just let things happen naturally, authentically, then that's how they work. And that's how, that's just love. Love shouldn't be such a big thought process, you know? So, um, I hate that I have to leave so early because this is a great conversation. Um, and I appreciate you for including me into it. Of course. But I do have to go. Anybody you. who's tuning in, I'm sorry, I got to get on a flight. But <laughs> thank you. Well, what I would say is thank you so much for showing up. Thank you so much for being here. The conversation continues. So trust me, there will be a part two, and you will be coming in that part two. We're bringing toys and everything on the table, and we're going to be demonstrating and doing some for people to see. Don't hit me with a good time. I sure will. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we're going to have real drinks, Glenn. Okay. I'll talk oh, to you guys later. Thank, thank you. So okay, sure. Okay, bye.
Right. But as we were, um, I think we were talking and the whole um, conversation just went into a different thing. But I think for me, it's mm-hmm. happy was like, there should never be some sort of restriction on we can do this or we can't do this. Unless you guys had a conversation before. So another thing too, you know, life is like there's 7 billion people on the planet and we're conditioned differently and relationships and marriage is more about finding your person than anything else. There are some people that in the church, they get it, right? We shouldn't do certain things. We shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't fuck on Sundays because, you know, it's the Lord's Day, stuff like that, whatever rules, but it applies to you. So I won't particularly negate that or, you know, that structure because it works for them, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, obviously it's weird if the man shows up and his wife tells him, hey, you can't do the do because, you know, it's fasting time. It's a bit more tricky than regular, but uh, and yeah, but it's still part of getting to know someone. You know that okay, you and your wife are fasting, and you guys don't get to have sex for another thirty days. So you know, see if you can pack it up. You know, double down on the sex for the five days before, something like that. I don't know, but you're working with someone here, right? You're understanding that this is another human being, and they have their own experiences, their lives, and their life, and all that, and you're trying to put your best foot forward for them because they are your person. Yeah, but at the end of the day, aren't we still trying to put restrictions on our sex life or on our love life? Because we basically are saying that when I'm doing this thing, I can do this. But not all restrictions are bad, right? You're in you're in a loving relationship and there's restrictions in your relationship, right? Yeah. Everybody's not just free to do as they please. So those restrictions exist within the bounds of your relationship. They seem mm-hmm. like other people's restrictions seem odd to you because they're not in your relationship. That's not your job, right? But they work for them. Is that making sense? So, yeah, yeah. you know, some some couples, they get together and maybe they don't perform oral sex. It has to be intercourse oral sex. Look, my thing is that, please, know where you're on before you get into marriage. This love thing is not at home. Except, I don't know where your situation is, but like, if you're going to but, marry someone, that's the ultimate. Especially if you're going to commit your life to someone for the long term, know where you're on, right? Like, know that, okay, this is what I'm getting out of the deal. And things can change. Don't get me wrong, right? But accept that that's the life you've sworn to live or how to live. Yeah. And for me, the whole situation of, you know, I feel it's like people, and this is the thing again, and I think I'm just going to go back. It's like everything should, should be structured. So, you know, they say fall in love, you know, then you get married and all that good stuff happens. And you, you know, we like being that February is love month and stuff like that. But then we also incorporate in where, you know, there are intimacy and there's some sort of expectation on intimacy when a, to two people or now since three people come together, there is a certain expectation of intimacy. And so when we're looking at gender, it's for now that we're only two guys. We don't have an extra person that can give us from their perspective. But is there, I believe that when it comes to intimacy with guys, there is a certain expectation when it comes to gender that society has put on us. And that's in any way. In the context of heterosexual relationships, perhaps. In the context of homosexual relationships, especially in our generation, one, one major thing you have to remember in our generation, we didn't we don't have any guidebooks to go by. Our parents with our parents and grandparents were not specifically not homosexual. 
right? Mm-hmm. So everything we're doing now, we're writing it offhand, you know? So we're in that stage where we're making mistakes that falling flat on our face and learning from them and then improving. Hopefully the next generation or future generations, one of the Gen Z, always acting for kids. Oh, I think they already got it. No, I think they already got it. They're learning. So they're learning from our mistakes. That's why you see a lot of the, the nuances in their relationships that we're, and we, we, always, we always raise our eyebrows at, oh my God, you know, what are they doing? But they're just taking hints from what we've done because we didn't have any guidance. There was no, like, you obviously, like, obviously you couldn't, I couldn't talk to my dad. I'm like, oh, you know, my mom, like, no, there's, there's literally nobody to say that. You had, like, one random little gay dude that was a friend that you did not want to associate with, you know. So there was literally nobody to guide you. So everything we're doing now, we're just learning as we go along, right? And we're just trying things and learning as we go along because we know that, okay, at the very core, this is what our reality is. So it's, it's not easy, you know, there's nothing to go off compared to what home, um, hetero couples have to go off. Hetero couples grew up in homes where dad was the head of the home, you know, mom had certain roles. We're talking about these things in social studies, in elementary school, you know, so these roles and conditions have been imposed on us since our earliest days. Yeah. And so that's, and, and I, I like the way how you put it in context and everything, because I feel it's like, you know, the younger kids, their generation now of pansexual, homosexual, all the different sexuals and all the different alphabets. I think it's like, it's like this generation. It's, I'm like, oh my God. Like, like i've seen like i think what i've seen in the younger generation i think growing up like i said to somebody one time it was funny because i would just bring this up so you liberian nigerian but i say you liberian i grew up in liberia my oh, whole life i never i've never saw a, a, a gay person really celebrate their gayness and so I remember a couple of months ago when that kid did a video where he was being makeup and this lady was going off at him and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God. Like I would tell you, and I sh- for a second, I was like, why is he doing that? Like, what is it? Like for a like, couple of seconds, it crossed my mind. I was just like, nah, are you really going to bash this little kid? Like they have come to the place where so where they they're being liberated they can like you can be you can be whatever uh, um you can identify whatever sexuality you can you own your sexuality you own whatever it is that you feel who you are and there is no and i'm so happy that they're coming a place where nobody can real no people stay try but you know just will be who they are like mm-hmm. let them enjoy if this person want to have a whole sex escapade. Let them have sex escapade. I remember when I grew up, my dad used to say that thing, you will not carry it no way. My father came, he met it here, he didn't take it. I have come, I'm, I can't can take do, it. The world you can do on this earth. Yeah. It will be until the end. So I do it. That's why I feel it's like everybody, when you come to your wholeness of your, not only like I just didn't like to do, I don't like the purple in the box, so I don't label people. I don't. I think you are who you are. Um, if you, whoever you like, whoever you want to be with, that is your business. That is not my concern. And whoever I like and who I want to be with, that is my business. That is not your business. Like the take that beauty, say drink water and mind your business. Word. 
That's what's going on. In fair consideration, as humans, look, we're still biological species. We're mm -hmm. born onto the planet with cognitive, you know, references. And then we have to figure everything out. We literally are just looking at our environment for cues. So typically, conditioning is naturally, well, innately human because you have to get cues from your environment to actually structure the life you want to live. For a few or some people, you realize that your circumstances are different. You know, for gay people, it's much more different, you know. And it's taken a while to come to that consensus generally to say, oh, look, I am different. This is my this is my lived experience, you know, and I'm choosing to be who I am, right, openly and without remorse. And the world has started to shift, you know, things have started to change, the world has started to shift, and there's a lot more, you know, diversion from where obviously our grandparents started or our great-grandparents started. So there still needs to be, you know, consideration for people who have had to follow that path. You know, it's much easier for us because we've, we've been conditioned by our specific situation, aka being different, right? On how we should live. But for some others, it's not that way, right? They, 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 they're straight old homos, I mean, heterosexual. They grew up in happy homes and they feel that's the yardstick by which they must maintain. You know, it's traditional for them. So they still have to follow those paths. So yeah, you know, I look at them again with empathy as well. It's their path, right? And they must live it. Mine is different. It will not be theirs. You know, and I must live mine. At the end of the day, we'll literally all die. You know, it's really not that easy. The most important thing is that, yes, you have to live your life for you. You know, and I see a lot of that in the younger generation. It's, it, I appreciate it. You know, um, I think we should all try to not give them as much a hard time as our parents did for us because they have their life to figure out as well. And, you know, we also have to be considerate of the cues we're giving them that they have to live in, you know, and realize their own potential. So. And it's funny that you brought that up, but while you were saying, I just thought about something I read the other day. It was some research article really talking about the, the love efficacy when it comes to a heterosexual couple and a homosexual couple. And the guy that he interviewed, he said that he was a, a, a gay guy, and he said that he feels that there is a, there is some sort of there is some sort of level of I need to prove my love in a homosexual relationship than when it comes to a heterosexual relationship. Heterosexual relationship is what's is out there. People, they get married. They fall, they fall in love, they get married, they get divorced, bam. A homosexual fall in love, get married, get divorced, and be like, but why are they divorcing? They didn't fight to get married. Why are they divorcing? And so it gets really complicated. It's not complicated, but it's just like, okay, I'm human just like you. And whatever happens to you happens to me. We were just fighting because we wanted certain rights that you have. So it has nothing mm -hmm. to do with any. So it's like when you talk about like we're talking about love, gender, and sex, it's like there is this level of this group of people over here needs to fight harder while this other group is saying, no, I'm gonna just move on. I can give you, you know, typical example, even like I have a lot of straight male friends, right? But however, navigating my relationships with straight male friends, I, I tend to get or and this could easily very all just be in my head and my perspective. But sometimes I do get the feeling that these guys just look at me like, yeah, this is what fuck. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't care what you do, whatever, whatever, whatever you try. So I was like, yeah, he butt fuck. You know, and I've been around straight dudes and, and I've heard them make certain statements. So, you know, and 
the premise that I think the gay community fought on, I think to, to, to win that fight, they had to dumb things down a bit from just being seen as a bunch of people who, you know, have stranger sexual experiences to being ordinary people who also love and, you know, have emotional attachments with one another, blah, 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 blah. But to, 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 to secure our place in society, we have to sell more of that message to just the fact that, yeah, we also could also bust up, right? So, sorry, I'm using so many that words. Yeah. But um, I hope you don't have kids on the show. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's when you sell one thing and they have to return to being another thing, the optics, you know, I can understand why it looks that way. And for that reason, we're put in a position where we feel, yeah, we need to, we need to be loving. We need to be more emotionally stable because we'll be perceived a certain way. Technically, we don't have to be, you know. It's unfortunate, you know. Um, and it just goes to show that we all do care about external perception of how we're living our lives. But, um, I love what you say because that leads that into one of our last points and I wish Sharon was here. I think society, it's funny because when love is love, I feel love is love. Everybody experiences love the way how they want to experience it. I mean, love comes in all different facets, all different ways, every form, size, every way that's love. But when it comes to same-sex couples, I feel that love, people from the outside really accept lesbians love most more faster than gay guys mm-hmm. and i wish sharon were here because i i know i just like and i'd seen it before the way people were saying you know like if they were lesbians together there are two girls together be like oh there was mm-hmm. that's yeah what did i do this like, ah! look yeah. at him once people see you, that's pretty much all they see. They're like, mm, you know. Yeah, that's what they're doing. That's it. Just, okay, but these are other, like, and then it's like, oh, don't worry, they're not. And there's another thing, another stigma when it comes to but love. Let's get, but let's get, like, again, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of conditioning. So there's porn, and we've seen, you know, let's get porn. Yeah, actually, that's look cute. I, don't, <laughs> I can't disagree. Right? So. I don't want to cut you off, but have you seen this TikTok video where the guy they, they they go visit their friend and the lady tells she's telling this couple her husband loves her so much that he only watches um porn with men in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, God, I ain't love. <laughs> you see, and so the first thing that comes to everybody's mind is why your husband watching that. But like what we were saying, when we go back to the whole, the love, the love being conditioned when it comes to one group of people, and the, like when somebody tell you they're pansexual, they're like, you're not in love. You don't fall in love. You just go around and sleeping with people. That's what you do. And so all that stuff, that's why I feel it's like, that's why I thought this conversation was going to be really, really great because it's like, mm-hmm. we can look at love via sex, love via gender. We can look at love in its totality and realize that love is love. There is no condition of love. Everybody can fall in love. Everybody can experience what love is for them. No line of demarcation. Um, I can experience love. And people fail to realize that love is in every relationship. It does not have to be romantic. In friendship, with your family, with everything. But the world is great. Heavily sex charged, though. You must always yes. remember that. Everything is sex. Everything Heavily now is sex charged. 
I'd be laughing because when I, the advertising car and the woman is there in her in her thong and all that stuff, I'm like, so is she come with a car too? Does she come with a car? Because I'm trying to understand if you're trying to sell me a car and you're selling like, me that. If you have such a car, you might get such a woman. Oh, see, I I, I don't look at marketing that way. I'm just saying that's ridiculous. You can't look at women that way. That's yours. I'm just like this is nonsense. It made no sense to me. Why is you on the car laying down doing all that stuff when the car? Can we sell the car and leave her alone? But it's been a great conversation, Mr. Glenn Okoro. It's uh, we had a great mm -hmm. time. Thank you so much for being here with us talking about love, gender, and sex. Um, mm -hmm. Sharon Renee was here, guys. If you haven't, Sharon Renee is a celebrity makeup artist. She has her own cosmetic line called Sharon Renee. It's on, you can go on Instagram. She is, she is the real Sharon Renee. You can also go on Facebook. She also Sharon Renee. She has her own lipstick and she does makeup. So if you want to, you can check her out. Miss Glenna Coral, all hailing all the way from Toronto. That's my BFF. Just want the world to know, just in case you didn't know. That's my BFF. And so thank you so much for being here with us. We appreciate you. And we say you have just every time we need you, you show up. So we love you. Anytime for you, bro. And this Anytime. has been the conversation. Like I said before, Mr. Glenn Go, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on YouTube. The conversation I spoke and opinionated. If you want merch, let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram, The Conversation, Facebook, The Conversation, I Spoken Opinionated. This has been a good time. Mr. Glenn, thank you so much for being here with us. And I'm going to see you later.